Hi guys, welcome to Self Care Sundays. This is Hannah Naz, and today we have a very special guest all the way from Atlanta, Adam Ali. Welcome. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, excited to have you. Thank you for taking the time out to sit with us. Just for our audience, can you give us a little introduction about yourself and what you do? For sure. I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia. I wear many hats. I am an author, children's book author. I am a content creator slash, I guess what they call an influencer. I also am an entrepreneur. I run a couple of businesses. And, you know, most importantly, I'm a father, I'm a friend, brother, and someone who just always tries to enlighten, you know, whoever I cross paths with and be enlightened as well. Thank you. That's, that's really beautiful, the way you've worded that. Yeah. So, Adam, um, you've talked about your separation in some of your videos. Can you tell us about your self-development journey after the divorce? What advice do you have for people who are contemplating on ending a long relationship? And how can we use this as an opportunity for personal growth? Yeah, there's so many layers (laughs) to that question. I think, you know, what is most important is peace. And sometimes in life, you just got to ask yourself questions of, you know, who are sources of peace? And some people are amazing and some people are just great energy, but they're not a source of peace. And I don't, I don't think nothing is more important than peace. So ultimately, peace was my decision maker at the end of the day. How it has contributed to my growth. I guess when there's peace, you're more quiet. You get to see things for what they really are. When it's noisy, when there's, you know, egos involved, it's hard to see what really is. So once you take control of creating a space that fosters peace, it allows you to grow because now. It's, it's yourself now and you got to ask the tough questions and you go through a journey of just personal growth, asking yourself questions and it's hard to explain it. You just, you just go on this journey by yourself and it's just the roller coaster of many emotions, a bit of a, you know, fearfulness because you've walked sometimes with someone for, you know, for a long period of time and now mm-hmm. here you are and you tap into you know, courage, you tap into asking tough questions, you tap into seeking help if needed. And it's been a, it's been a beautiful journey, you know, even when my, I always like anything could happen to me and I always try to find the positivity in anything. Literally, that's just my personality. Like something could just happen and I'm looking for the the beauty that I'm looking for, you know, the lesson. Yeah, I think, you know, like I said, there's so much layers to this question. It's such a hard question to just give a, you know, one straight answer to yeah. it. It's allowed me to foster an environment that, that, that allows me to ask these questions, that allows me to seek. It's been great so far. Mm. Yeah, was that think- part of the question that you said, if I had any advice? Um, Yeah, so just for people who are contemplating on ending like a long relationship, what advice do you have for them? Here's the thing. 
I am a very forgiven person and I'm going to forgive and forgive and forgive and forgive. But there comes a time where you got to draw the line. And if I give up on some, something or someone, I've really tried my best. Mm-hmm. I've really done my, everything I could. And I would encourage people to, you know, fight to keep things together because many times egos are involved. You feel, you know, certain emotions, whether that's betrayal, whether that's whatever it is. And you have to go through fighting those emotions to keep it together. But if you get to that point where things can't keep it together, you got to be able to live with that. And that's the question that, you know, I think after fighting for a bit, you're able to ask that question. I don't think you should ask that question just because one, you know, something has occurred. You got to fight. Everyone, you know, relationships have so much dynamics and we can't just give up on people instantaneous. We really got to go through, you know, the trenches with people because that's where we grow. But then obviously there comes a point, a time where like enough is enough. We've outgrown each other. And that's kind of a big component to my relationship. I just don't think we were equally yoked at all. Yeah, And it's as simple as that as that. And I don't, she was not a source of peace for me. And it boiled down to that. I'm no shade to her. I'll tell that to anybody. It's just that's decision making. You know, some people are not looking for peace. Some people are looking for just great times. And, you know, they feel a rush of life when things are moving fast. And that's okay too, you know. I'm not, it's not everyone runs in their own frequencies. This is something I've learned just because, you know, choosing peace does not make you better than anybody. That just means that's your personality or that's your, that's where you find yourself the best. Some people are their best when, you know, there's just a rush and there's a lot of energy and, and that's okay too. It's just wasn't, that's not for me to be on that type of energy all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's totally understandable and I take your point in terms of really needing to fight for the relationship. Setting setting your boundaries but still trying to work things through with someone, but I think we've all been in situations where even after we know that we've done our best and it's really time to to end the relationship because you know, you're not moving yep. in the same the same direction. Even mm-hmm. then when the relationship comes to an end, we have this this feeling like the world, like the world is going to end as well in that we're never going right. to find someone better, but we do. Right. And we do because we end up finding ourselves, you know, we end up choosing ourselves and it's everything you were talking about before around you, you have the space and opportunity to start asking questions that you wouldn't have, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you, you shift to a new mindset because you're no longer dependent on someone else for happiness. Your life isn't completely tied up with someone else. Yeah. yeah. So, but like with that being said, I don't think finding yourself like Julia Roberts in Eat, Pray, Love is is a legitimate reason to end a relationship if you're with the right person, right? And the right person is, you know, someone who's supportive, yeah. who's who's willing to grow to grow with you, who wants the same things as you. So, like for you, for you, you were saying peace was so important, and like no relationship is is perfect, and change mm-hmm. is always going to happen, right? You can't avoid avoid change, yeah. but it's how we grow together. So my question for you is like how, like how important is it to grow together with someone in a relationship, including in platonic relationships, like with your, with your friends as well? 
Yeah, I, I truly believe that one of the main objectives of life is to coexist with people and these people become our teachers because they put us in in situations that you know we don't most of the time don't desire and it requires us to tap into you know attributes that we never knew we had or and begin to acquire these attributes so I think if you have an you have an outlook of understanding that we're going to be tested by the you know the ones that we love the ones that we don't love and just understand that a lot of it is just needed in order for you to evolve and I think that's the mindset that you got to have with with you know with just dealing with people because people you know everyone is comes from different walks of life different values what they see as taboo in one place isn't taboo in the next place everyone has their own morals their their own value one major lesson that i could say i learned this year is everyone's moral compass is extremely different Mm -hmm. um what you think is the right thing to do or you think that everyone should be doing this righteous thing it does not mean that you know the next side thinks the same growth is um you know starts there's so many ways it starts sometimes we don't and until a crisis occurs then we we wake up a lot of and that happens to a lot of people is that they're they're waiting for a crisis and it's unfortunate but that's just, it seems to be human nature that we're waiting for crisis to occur in order to begin, you know, tapping into, you know, evolving and growth. If you make a decision that every day you're going to just have a positive outlook, you're going to seek knowledge, you're going to pray, you know, you're going to meditate, tap into, you know, your, yourself and just have a more positive outlook in life on a daily basis, then you'll be able to manage things that happen to you um, that are maybe less fortunate versus waiting for a crisis. And when that crisis comes, you don't have any tools because you've never created the, you know, the, the environment to make you handle these type of events. But if you take a day by day where it becomes a lifestyle, positivity becomes a lifestyle, then you're more, you, you'll be able to handle things more efficiently, more welcoming, and just looking for the beauty in things and just being patient. And you, just being patient with people is, 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 is growth. A lot of people just, they can't tolerate people. <laughs> but they have, there's so much variables. There's no cookie cutter response to, to these things because we're not a cookie cutter. Like we are so dynamic we are so different. We are we come in, you know, what our, our experiences, our environment, our DNA, our religions are, it's just so many layers that makes it very complex. You know, humans are complex. We come in on many different outlooks. Yeah, different shapes and sizes and Everything. morals, as, as you said. Yeah, um, but yeah, like, so, like you talk about forming an environment of positivity. Right. And yep. that that's the environment in which we foster and we grow and we're able to deal with like, you know, crisis situations. But I think when I asked the question before around like how important is it that you're growing with people in your life? So your friends and your partner. And it's not necessarily that you need to, you know, have the same goals. You know, like you might have a friend who's very career driven. You might have a friend who's, 
you know, going through a, a spiritual journey at that, at that point in time. Yeah. But it's more around are they supportive? Do they contribute to your life positively so that, you know, you're able to grow and that you feel comfortable enough to grow or do they take away from that? Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. People who are in your life are definitely going to contribute to your demeanor, your behavior, your values, what you take important, you know, what, what becomes important to you um, for sure. And it becomes sometimes a battle that you don't even know where you, again, you have your values, but you're trying to neutralize everything. So everything is fine. So absolutely. People contribute to, to your growth. Absolutely. And that's why as cliche it is, it's, it is important to really look at, you know, who is around you in terms of your friends, your family, and, it's okay to seek friendships with people where you feel like you're going to get enlightened, that you can have meaningful conversations for sure. And I'll give you a prime example. Before 2020 started, like my growth from, from January to now has definitely evolved. And I can give you an example because before 2020 started, I thought life was more of like, it's either black or white, a little gray. I, I thought it, I, I looked at life like that. It's like, and then I'll give you an example. Coming into the year, I used to just be like, why do people meditate? Like you guys live in this, this almost fake life thinking you're going to find some sort of zen just sitting there still the world doesn't work like that the world is loud and you better be sharp you know that's how i kind of felt like this that's not realistic to just be quiet like you got to be able to to maneuver through all the noise because it's a noisy world yeah. you know so that's the way i looked at it but now i then i i tapped into meditating and you know, I can question that now and say, why, why did I think like that? Because you do need balance. You need to be able to sit still and really just look at, you know, observe your thoughts. So I no longer look at people who meditate as like out of touch. I really think they're in touch because they're tapping into, into worlds that, <laughs> that now I'm familiar with. I'm like, wow, why didn't I do this from, from a long time ago? But we, we're constantly evolving just, just off of our, you know, what challenges come. Because like I said, in the beginning of the year, I was like, I, I never meditated. I was like, I'm not, I don't want to sit still. I can't stand sit still. My life is very fast. And my life was very fast because the people around me were very fast. And everybody just wants it now and do it now. Make it happen. Let's get the money. It is this and this and this and that. And that's where I felt like, okay, that's how you get ahead. Because especially if you see that you're getting he ahead, but then you realize like, what, how, you know, is life about just getting ahead financially? Like, what about who you are? What about the soul? What about your values and things like that? So I don't know what to say. It's just kind of like people change, things change and just embrace it and understand that what you just question everything. That's kind of where I'm at now. And I'm sure things will change too. Yeah. I think it's really important, especially when you're going through these changes that the people in your circle are supportive of your personal growth. But there's always toxic people in your life that drain you mentally and have a way of bringing you down instead of building you up. 
how do we recognize a toxic fr- friendship and how do we deal with the situation? A toxic environment is where balance does not exist. Let's say, for example, going out. Going out is social, meaning it's an important human component in the grand scheme of everything. Like you got to have a social life. But now if that becomes the, if there's excessiveness on the social element of it, it creates a toxic world for you because you're being exposed to stuff. You're being, it's just become anything that's excessive and there's no balance because toxic, whether that's, whether it's in a, like even too much motivation eventually becomes where like, are you actually a doer or do you just love feeling that feeling inspired? I think balance is the key. Wherever there is no balance, wherever there's too much energy going in one place, that's a red flag. And I think that's what we got to look, look, look for in finding the tox, the toxicness. I don't even know if that's a word in, in our lives. It's a lot of times it's so easy to say that people are toxic but a lot of times these people don't even know they're being toxic. Mm. Right. And that's something I learned this year. It's like, I, I would just almost finger point, but then I'm like, they don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> they don't even know that they're doing this, and, but they, they truly believe they have good intentions and it's, it goes back to communication and, and even how you dis- how you let them know that, Hey, this, what you're doing right here is, not a good look because X, Y, Z. And even how you say it may look, come off as an attack and you become the toxic person. So this year, like if you, if we had this podcast, maybe a year ago, I'd be able to give you just straight answers, but I can't give straight answers anymore because I truly believe we are extremely complex individuals and my whole outlook on just people and everything has completely changed. It is no longer black, white, gray. It's just like, everybody a lot of people don't even know what they do (laughs) i definitely agree like on top of being unsupportive for your like personal growth i think some people actually just want to take from you but i don't even think they're realizing that they're taking from you and then you keep giving (laughs) back to them and you keep giving back because maybe you're just a nice person but then i started to realize lately like i shouldn't even expect support or gratitude from these types of people because they they aren't even supportive or grateful to their creator or whoever they believe in. Mm-hmm. Everyone has different values, but I'm trying my best not to condemn people, to judge people, because just because you know now better, you can't condemn others because they didn't. You were like them at one point, just because you know better now. All you can do is be patient. All you can do is play your part all you can do is try to evolve you can try to show people in the best way that you can i think it boils down to your intent intentions too if you're pure then it'll resonate better with people when you convey the message but if you are also showing toxicness in ways in other ways maybe not the same thing that they're doing they're gonna look at you like shut up like you you do this you know so just understand that Again, we're very complex and um, be patient with, with people because right? we yeah. all come from different walks, different religion. You know, with, some people are going to, you know, they'll question your creator, you know, what creator, what are you talking about? You know, 
<laughs> yeah, I think patience is really important because as much as we want to say, when people ask this question around, you know, how do we deal with toxic people? They say, well, just surround yourself with non-toxic people, just surround yourself with positive people. Mm-hmm. But you can't always do that. First of all, you can't choose your family. You can't yeah. choose who you work with, you know, and sometimes your friends are going through things in life and they can turn toxic. They'll, they'll have periods where they're just negative, you know, and I feel like you've got to, like on top of being patient, like you've got to also realise, find a way to deal with it yourself. So don't internalise their actions as your own. Because one thing I tend to do is I blame myself for whatever they're going through, you know, and mm-hmm. they might just, you know, there's people who are just feeling very frustrated and, and panicky. Yeah. And I think, okay, maybe I, maybe I triggered that. So I think it's important to detach yourself from other people's actions as well mm-hmm. as being patient with them. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's an extremely good point. I'll give you a quick example of a situation that I know somebody was in. This person had a dispute with another person, and the other person starts calling person A because of the dispute, even though person B was I, I would say it's their fault. But point person A was not willing to hear this person out anymore like they were ignoring them and their and their their logic is i'm not ready to speak to this person person b is thinking listen i'm reaching out to you you know i dropped my ego i'm coming to you humbly and look at what you're doing so even though person a believes that you know person b is toxic they're rejecting this person. So person B is thinking that person A is toxic. So it just like, it quickly switches, even though they're, you know, one feels the right, you know, feels righteous. The other person feels righteous. How many times are we in situations like that where we feel like I'm not ready to talk to you, but the person is not able to receive that message because they want to satisfy their own desires of fixing the problem on their own timing. But it's, mm. it, but it's what you mentioned earlier. It's all about ego. It's the egos that are coming into play here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So these people don't talk um, at all. And that's it. It's be- and like you said, it's very ego-driven. One person feels like, I don't need to talk to you right now because you want to talk to me. When you were attacking me and this and this and that, you did that on your, your own accord. You know, just... So it's, and they, they both rightfully so are allowed to feel however they want to feel. And I think that's another major point in, in our dialogue today that I hope people can take away. You are allowed to feel how, whatever you feel. And that's something I learned this year too. You, can, you, you cannot condemn people for how they feel. If that's how they feel, that's how they feel. That's something I had to learn too. But I'm like, but they've done this or they've done this. But they're, they're looking at it from a different perspective of, as well. They're upset about something as well. So it's like, mm-hmm. like you said, it's okay for them to feel that way. Yeah. And a lot of time, and, and one major thing I learned this year, a lot of it's just projecting, you know, just traumas from before, exposure, you know, from new things that they're not able to adapt to. A lot of this is just projecting of, of emotions that, again, they don't even know they're doing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think that's why self-reflection is really important. You know, as much as people are allowed to feel what they feel, we really shouldn't be taking it out on others, I suppose. And if you have that self-awareness within yourself and you recognise that, hey, yes. I'm acting out of previous trauma, 
then you're likely to stop yourself or at least have a conversation with the person and say, hey, look, something you did really triggered me because of A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember this year I had a, a dispute with my dad and he was trying to put me in my position. For the first time, I stepped up to him and I, I called him out on a couple of things. And quickly, he, he started deflecting it. His ego allowed him to, you know, cut the conversation, but not, he didn't want to have a conversation about what I brought up. Of course, there's always a line to respect your parents, but truth is truth. So sometimes a conversation needs to occur. You can't tell me something, but you're contradicting yourself elsewhere. You know, this, this happens again a lot, <laughs> a lot in our dynamics with people. And we, we just collectively need to come to, to understand, to come to the, to the table with a pure you know, intent to come out of the table um, in a better standing. If we come with gun blazing, attacking, and you did this, finger pointing, this and this and that, nobody wins. Even if you're telling the truth and the full truth and the whole truth, we got to deal with people better. And look at even the Nipsey Hussle situation, like he got gunned down for calling someone, you know, essentially, you know, a snitch. And that's Mm -hmm. it. He's out of here. Like it was. And this is his peer. Like he's from the same neighborhood. He's like the same clique, the same gang, everything. He was like saying, bro, you can't be around the neighborhood, man. You know, you know, you know what you did or something. He said it something like that. And the guy took offense and bam, you're out of there. Yeah, that's sad. So, Adam, you're an influencer of of some sort. That means that you must, you know, inevitably attract a lot of toxicity into your life, you know, from the the haters and the trolls on the internet. Mm. And I feel like, you know, people on the internet, like haters on the internet, will always find something that they want to pick on, right? There's always something wrong. You've always done something wrong. So how do you deal with this? And how do you filter what is important from what's just noise on the internet well i've been on social media almost a decade literally since 2011 so 2021 next year we will be 10 years so naturally i've seen i've heard a lot i've seen a lot i've built a pretty thick skin around what people write on the internet but one thing i always boiled it down to is i've never met these people in real life (laughs) i've had meet and greets with literally a hundreds of people coming out and have not once I met any of these cyber warriors in my life. So they, they exist in, you know, in a basement somewhere and I'm never going to see these people. So I'm just like, whatever, man. And of course, sometimes they say stuff that really triggers you and it's okay. You know, they ask, they have, it, it depends. Like there's hate that makes no sense. And then there's aggressive feedback. Yeah. Some may say that's hate, but is it really hate? Because they see stuff too that you don't see. You got to check your ego sometimes because some they see it too. They see it from another angle, right? They see it as the viewer angle. We see it only as the creator angle. But in terms of just a straight hater, I've never, I've, I've ne- in 10 years, I've never seen them come out anywhere. I've never seen someone come to me like, yo, I hate your, you know, your, what you do or this and this and that. So... That's kind of what I, I always go back to. Like these guys are, you know, people are entitled to feel how they feel. You put your world, your life out there. What you expect, you know? And I'm a very analytical person. So what I mean by that is 
I look at the numbers too. Like if I'm if I release a YouTube content and I see thirty, let's say, dislikes, but there's I don't know three thousand likes, then you do the math. That's one percent who didn't like it. Ninety nine percent liked your content. That's great. <laughs> so <laughs> it comes with the territory, you know. And the trade off has been me being able to support myself, support my family for the last decade on social media. And I've been able to create awesome relationships with many people all over the world because of what I do. I've been to many places around the world and it's overall been a blessing. And then like any other job, it's going to be stressful. You know, there's going to be another form of stress or manager who you feel that feels that that you feel gives you bad vibes or is on your case what's there's no difference there's there's every every space you're in there's gonna be some sort of you know negativity to it unfortunate yeah of course. It is, um, it is. Like, like you said earlier it's not for everyone and you definitely need thick skin <laughs> to be an influencer we're in a time too on social media where a lot of the what i would say the influencers that are out here right now are actually not even true to being an influencer. They're just, they just like the byproduct of what some of these influencers are getting. Mm. So they end up trying to do inf- you know, influencer work and some will get to become an influencer. But then the question is, why did you get into a dark place after that? Yeah, yeah. It's because you became something that you never really was. Yeah. Even though you, because I, I believe human, we can become whatever we, we want and when we put in the work. But is that really your true calling? It never really was. And that's why you see a lot of influencers who are stressed out. Again, people get stressed regardless. Or, you know, people fall into depression, doesn't matter. I truly believe that there's a lot of people who are in this space for the wrong reasons. Take that as a small grain of salt. No, I'm not hating. No, no. Thank you so much, Adam. It was honestly a great chat with you today. I want to know, what do you have planned for the future? Do you have any new projects on the way? I always have a lot of things going on. A few things that come to my mind is launching two more children's books. Um, I'm also planning to launch two new fitness programs with with these other creators. They'll be the face of it. Those are I create a lot of businesses for people so planning to do that with two other people i definitely want to launch a planner 2022 i I can't make it happen this year i would have loved to create a 2021 planner for people Um, but that's one of my goals is to create a planner that people can purchase and plan out their days so that way they can have the most productive day possible and then i'm working on a big project that i can't actually talk about yet maybe down the pipeline we can talk again and i can let you guys know about that but it's it's going to be my first non-digital well I, I actually launched my beard oil so that's my first non-digital product but this is gonna be like my first physical business operation nice. that i'm excited for well definitely looking forward to that <laughs> yeah yeah thank you so much again honestly it was very beneficial um to see things i hope so i I know i came off very not i I know i came off very nonchalant but that's just where i'm at right now i became a what's it called more of an observer just critical thinking less judgmental 
Yeah, that's just where I'm at right now. Maybe next no, time. No, it's, good, it's good to see these questions from a different perspective. So it was definitely beneficial. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. It was honestly such an honor to sit down with you. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was lovely to meet you. Likewise. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining us. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Make sure you check out Adam's Instagram, which is at Adam Won't Lose. Um, check him out on YouTube. Make sure you leave us some comments and DMs. Self-Care Sundays pod, Sundays with a Z, and we are out. See you later, alligators. <laughs>